Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Just wanted to say, hope you guys are uh, healthy and, and staying safe and all that stuff. And whatever you believe is fine by me because I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> hey, we're going to both uh, go through some stuff here. You know, we don't have any dates to promote or anything. So we're just going to say, uh, number one, we're working on a new... I learned it. It's a coming. We're working on another one of those. And we are also, I'm going to tell you about a comedy album I think you should listen to. It's called Scheduled Fun Time from my buddy Grant Lyon. It came out maybe five weeks ago, maybe a month ago, something like that. But uh, fantastic. You should listen to it. Grant Lyon, Scheduled Fun Time, and it's anywhere you get your albums. Love it. Can I tell you about someone else I want him to listen to? Yes, please. Baby boy, sweet baby boy, Sam Evans, named his album Sweet Baby Boy, Cincinnati native. (laughs) Uh, one of, I, I think I wrote this on Facebook. He is the sort of funny that has every year made me laugh at an outdoor comedy festival at his jokes. Yeah, I he, love Sam. I think he's great. He is so fucking funny. His album is out, I believe, May 29th. You can pre-order it right now, but he's got a free track up right now. I'm, I'm going to mention it again, but it's his debut album, and I just think he's fantastic. Yep, he is fantastic. Sam Evans, Grant Lyon. Grant Lyon. And if you uh, need some more stuff after all that stuff and a new, I learned it. There's also, there's also a, uh, I was listening to Dolly Parton's America and it's a couple years old, but it's fantastic. It's nine episodes long and it's uh, definitely Lisa worth a, sh- worth a listen. There we go. Fat tongue. She's great. She's, a, she's fascinating as a human being. Did you know my mom's cousin, Gloria Winicky, is a Loretta Lynn tribute act who lived on Loretta Lynn's ranch and performed as Loretta as tourists came through to see the home? Well, this should be a great episode. Let's start. It's not going to have anything to do with that. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere, across from me via Zoom, is Nancy Snapper Bottoms. Just kidding, I stole that from Psych. It's Cyrus Amundsen. Hello! Now you know who's not here again is Hay Bales, because he's social distancing, and he's doing, he's living his life, and we know he's living his life, because we just saw an Instagram story of him walking down the road with his hair blowing in the wind. Oh, yeah. And his shirt said, what did his shirt say? His, his shirt said, you deserve a sandwich. I don't even have time to break that down. I just want to talk. He's at I am Justin Bailey on Instagram, so you can see what he looks like. He looks like a, like a, a sea captain stumbling onto a wharf with wind blowing through that insane hair. <laughs> just like... Coming off the ocean, figuring out where he's going to put all the sailors' bodies. He looks fucking crazy. The quarantine <laughs> has not been good to hay bales. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where he's been. I don't know what he's been doing. I know I miss him. And I know I know, I miss uh, asking him what's in all 15 of his pockets and his shorts. He's not been any place good, I can tell you that much. The look on his face is from a man who's been in some, like like either literal or figurative dark place for quite some time now. Somebody, somebody found his senior pictures. Jeepers fucking creepers. Yeah, it was, um, we had some sitting on the hood of a truck. Oh yeah. 
He he looked like in his senior pictures, he looked like a guy who's jerked off while corn music was playing in the background. And I mean like corn with a K, like the band. But you know, honestly, no, you know what? I also mean whatever you think corn music is. Whatever you think corn music is, that version of Justin yanked his dick to it. I guarantee it. I feel like in his senior picture, the Wisconsin license plate should have been personalized and said, don't fuck me. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great personalized license plate. I feel it's like, so easy to pick on him when he's not here. And I feel fine and justified picking on him because I'm about to tell you something about myself and catch it on my end. So uh, I almost pushed the recording of this show back because I turned on TV, uh, and I'm one of the, yeah. like, the eight people on Earth left who has live television. Okay. On one of the channels, the movie 17 Again was playing. <laughs> and 17 Again? What's that? Oh, is that Zach with- Efron and Matthew sure. Perry. And Zach Efron gets a girl preg Or Matthew Perry, as Zach Efron as a kid, gets a girl pregos. They have the baby. It ruins his life. He was a basketball star. Then magically, he gets made 17 Again. And gets oh. his second shot and then learns some bullshit lesson, which all could have been avoided if they just had an ABO. But I love it. I love me a good rom-com. And I almost, and I know it's a terrible movie, but I almost bailed because of that. Well, listen, I wouldn't have been thrilled, but uh, I understand that sometimes when you're in quarantine and you see something you like, you go for it. You got to live. You, we just, if, if you learned nothing else right now, Chad, it's let your big, dumb, floppy fucking hair whisk in the wind on your walk out of the darkness live live hay bales and get out there and let people know that no matter what's going on in their life they deserve a sandwich they deserve can i uh, can i detour for a second because this obviously this movie is about high school right and you know an abortion gone wrong uh but i like (laughs) the one group that's really suffered did the baby have a limp (laughs) i don't understand what do you mean abortion gone wrong just all of a sudden dragging a foot yeah they missed (laughs) just every single day you have like you had a division one scholarship offer that you gave up because the abortion didn't take and every day as some middle manager at a bank, you have to come home and watch your limpy 16-year-old ask you a bunch of questions about your day. Hey, Dad, I need a new right shoe again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worn down to the nub again for me dragging it. <laughs> uh, this might be the darkest start to uh, <laughs> in the history of this show. Uh-huh. Dude. There is, you know, I've been trying to think about all the people who are affected by the coronavirus, and it it is a lot of people. Of course. But there is one group that is pretty hilariously affected, and it is the large group of high school kids who are not going to get to lose their virginity because they don't get to go to prom. (laughs) Because that's still a thing, right? Kids lose their virginity at prom? I would assume so. I think so. so. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think so. So yeah, there's a lot of kids who, if I know anything about teen movies, aren't going to get to go to a lake house that some rich parent isn't doing a good job of supervising, and right. get slipped inside, uh, you know, in the guest room. So, and can we talk about just for a second these kids? How much pressure there is on them because of porn? Like Ugh. when I was a kid, all it was is a magazine, and it wasn't ever really a man and a woman in the magazine. It was still shots of mostly women that the magazines I was looking at. Yeah. And so 
you know, you just have to kind of figure it out as you go. So you're clumsily fingering a girl. Yeah, I was, and I was she, just going to say, like, competitively, like when you were in high school, I always thought, like, as long as I don't just poke my fingers right into her belly button, I can't be that much worse than these other guys. Nobody's got that much of a head start. But now with porn, for fuck's oh, sake. Yeah. I mean, and that's a lot of pressure, too, because all of a sudden, I mean... If you think a porn dick is a normal dick and then you look down at your dick as a 17 year old, you're like, well, this is staying in the pants. There's no way I'm going to show this to anyone. That's just incredible. Also, I love the image of, you know, like there's like in 80s movies and stuff like that. There's the jokes about like practicing kissing on a pillow because you've seen kissing in movies. You think there are guys right now just practicing cunnilingus on a pillow, just using porn <laughs> techniques on their pillow. Like, this is, I bunched it up right there for the, for the you know, for the clit. This is, did we go from dark to the most graphic immediately? Well, I, th- I think we get to do that because we were talking about young kids and now they're expected to be great at sex because of all the sex they watch, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, I, I remember going after a football game to a church to watch movies mm-hmm. and uh, this girl grabbed my hand and put it down her pants and I must have been, I must have had my finger in the in the butt cheek roll <laughs> for most of the time. I mean, we walked from the football field over to the church so that, you know, she was probably lathered up a little sweaty and I thought I, I thought I fucking nailed it and then she's like, I, I told the guy, I was like, yeah, she put my hand on her pants and I fingered her and she was like, no, you didn't. You were like rubbing my butt cheek. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm pretty good at this. I'm so good at this. Tell, tell all your friends how good I am. Well, at this. and just like being exposed to the, just the massive amount of different like kinks and stuff too. <laughs> like imagine like hooking up with somebody who's supposed to be a virgin. So you're going to lose your virginity on prom night. And like, she, she climbs on top and all of a sudden you just go, okay, now choke me. Just choke me just a little bit. Like just <laughs> being so advanced into your first time. Right. And if somebody said to me, choke me, it's like, what is happening right now? You think they're videoing you somehow out of a closet or something? <laughs> did you lose your virginity at prom? I did not. I lost it senior year, but it was on uh, Valentine's Day of senior year. So uh. it was... It was probably two two months. Oh, I got to tell you, speaking of prom, can, may I? Yeah. I, I'll just okay. let you know. I, I technically lost my virginity at prom. If What do you mean technically? If you are willing to accept the fact that I believe my prom went on for eight years after high school. <laughs> <laughs> when you said technically, I was like, did you stuff it in the butt cheek roll? Is that what happened? Oh, that's so great. That's so, so fantastic. Eight years after eight years after prom, you just kept you just kept the corsage on as you were yeah, rocking yeah, this. Yeah, I was when I lost my virginity as a somewhere in my twenties that I'd not care to define specifically. I stopped <laughs> and I was like, hold on. And then I went to the closet and I got that old corsage. It was like it was like Norman Bates's mother at that point. It was so old and decrepit. It was just like this dead branch that I just I actually just pinned it to my skin and I was like, All right, fuck me. All right, I'm ready. Choke me. Choke me. <laughs> Do you mind if I play you 2 with or without you right now? That was my prom song, and I just wanted to make it official. So about a month before my senior prom and about a month after I lost my virginity, it was right in the middle, we went to Colorado for a senior trip. 
What were you and, on? Uh, the high school from Saved by the Bell? You went on a senior trip? My grandparents had a timeshare that they weren't going to use. And so we went out there and we thought it was going to be awesome. But we didn't realize we were going out there for mud season, which is like when everything's melting and it's and there's nothing to do. Our, my senior trip was me getting a tattoo of the Tasmanian devil on my right shoulder blade and my friend getting a tattoo of Wiley Coyote on his right shoulder blade because we were tattoo buddies forever after that. Yes, you are. We ended up going into town and going to a high school play because there was nothing to do at all. Oh, boy. So we're coming home from this senior trip and we see uh, a hitchhiker and this is in Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. And so... This is about mid-90s? Yeah, 93. Yeah, early 90s. Okay. So 93, we see a hitchhiker and we're all like, if this gets out of hand, we can take one other dude. There's five of us. So... Let's pick up a hitchhiker. We've never picked up a hitchhiker. We went to a goddamn play at a high school for our senior trip. Let's make some you memories. picked up a Colorado hitchhiker. Yeah, we picked up, yeah. Picked up a hitchhiker, and he smelled so bad <laughs> because he'd been hitchhiking, of course. You know, like, what do, what do you expect? <laughs> but then he started telling us all these stories about how his Mustang, his Ford Mustang ran out of gas, but he's so rich, he's just going to hitchhike the rest of the way and get it when it's convenient for him. And we were totally. like, we were like, okay, fella. <laughs> so we end up, I, if there's one thing I've ever said about it, about the rich, it's that they have a powerful <laughs> negative odor. <laughs> so we ask him, we're like, where do you want us to drop you off? Cause once we get, we're on highway 80. And then once we got to highway 35 or excuse me, I 29 interstate 29, we had to go North through like Sioux Falls, South Dakota, up towards Fargo, North Dakota. He goes, if you could just drop me off at Sioux Falls, that'd be great. Or if you're going north on 29, that would be awesome. Drop me off at this town called Wapaton, right? And I go, well, where are you? Ah, Wapaton. Sure, sure. I go, where are you actually going? And he goes, I'm going to a little town called Fergus Falls, which is where we were going. Chad, if this is a fucking story about accidentally picking up your dad while hitchhiking i'm quitting the podcast it's not i promise (laughs) (laughs) i asked him i said okay we're headed to fergus falls what's the address and he said he rattled off the address and at that time i had a job delivering meds for a pharmacy after Mm -hmm. school and i recognized the address as one of the apartment buildings i had to deliver so we dropped this dude off at the doorstep of where he was going. And what sparked this memory, not only the prom thing, I saw this dude two days ago. He's still here. What? And he's been to jail for like B&E, selling meth, all that stuff. And anytime anytime I see him in the paper, I just giggle and think, you guys are welcome. (laughs) We brought him right here. (laughs) Isn't that insane? You're literally the guy who ate the bat. <laughs> That's who you are. You brought the oh, virus so to funny. town. He would have never, it would have never existed. Man, if you could go back and do 17 again, you could have saved your town a lot of trouble if you'd have just kept on driving. Well, listen, he's got to sell meth and get money somehow. He's got to go pick up that Ford Mustang. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is very true. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I had a, I did not, my prom 
was I went once. Did you go more than once or just the once? I did post-prom both years, but I only went to prom officially, like Grand March and all that shit my senior year. I wasn't what we in the business call a cool guy in high school. I had a... We say sup, dude. You know that beard that Abraham Lincoln has that's like thick sure. and under his neck, but also on his cheeks a little bit? Yep. I had that exact same beard, but instead of hair, it was zits. So I had that going on. <laughs> Because of the Hold zits, on, let me my... finish jerking off. <laughs> so, because, so sexy. Because of the zits, I think they put pressure on the rest of my face. So it was a color of red that made you go, are you angry all the time? <laughs> and and so I had a, one of my best friends in high school was a, a woman, a female. Sure, I've heard um, of and, and we became friends and dude, classic teen movie. I very, very much was head over heels for her. Okay. And she very much was consistently cycling through dating uh, older, better, and more popular men. Sure. But we did go to prom together. And at that point, she was dating a, I believe he was 22 or 23. That's illegal. It is illegal. Let me check and the also, law books. That's illegal. Also, not that, I mean old for it being illegal but i remember when i was 17 in high school being like what are you dating a 95 year old man for like it was <laughs> right. the oldest 23 was the oldest number yeah i could ever imagine he was a fucking like such a twat bag wore like a leather coat handsome as you could ever imagine so i did he came up like at the prom grand march yeah. He came up to me because, you know, he was in the audience because he bought a ticket because that's what you can do when you are uh, of legal ticket buying age to go to. He can go anywhere he wants. I wouldn't be surprised if he was legally drinking before he came. Oh, big time. He was at the bar. And he very much didn't see me as a threat and correct. But he walked up and he like used like he was very patronizing. He used the back of his hand and like tapped it on my chest a few times. And he goes, don't try anything funny. And then like winked at me like there's no way she would ever do anything with me. Sure. And again, correct with him existing. But I did I did tell him that I'd already fingered her. And then I just walked away. Yes. And yep. uh, that, di that did cause some problems. And so my there wasn't much of an after prom for me. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty uh, and that that girl is a I we we don't need to name names on the show. She was a pretty great girl, but and a good person. And that guy, I assume right now is is really upset because he's not going to help somebody lose their virginity at prom. <laughs> I, during my post prom, my senior year post prom, when I actually went to the dance, I packed a bunch of clothes to go to the post prom with me, and one of them was. A fake, remember Jabot jeans? Yeah, dude, of course I remember. They Jabot had jeans. the little tag on the front. So it's like the zipper, yeah. You know, poor people's jeans where you had to look at the back of them to find out what kind they were? Not Jabot <laughs> jeans. They had a tag on the front, you son of a bitch. So you could see it coming at you. You knew if you wanted to fuck someone 40 yards away because you're like, what are those Jabot jeans? They sure are. Take them off. Put it in me now. Slide your finger into my sweaty butt roll. <laughs> So my mom went to Mexico and she got some fake Jerbo long sleeve shirts. And I was nope. like, I'm wearing this shit. 
everywhere I go because we didn't have a lot of cool yeah. shit. So I wore it and my mom also wore it. Now, I didn't realize my mom had worn it. <laughs> no. My mom had worn it to like volleyball or something and sweat in it. So it did not smell fantastic. And I am like, I have this pit that my right armpit smelled so bad from this shirt. Anytime I would reach, we were playing like craps and stuff for fake money. So you could have an auction at the end. Anytime I would reach over, people would be like, Jesus Christ, who is that? And I'm just like, oh, hi guys, my mom's shirt. What a weird thing to have to say. But during the auction, I was bidding on a bat and this guy goes, stop bidding. And I go, well, what am I supposed to buy? And he goes, a fucking shirt. It was awesome. And I just head immediately down. The only way that could have been better is if I thought you meant she bought multiple Jabot shirts and you were wearing yours and she was wearing hers and she comes to pick you up from prom <laughs> and you guys are wearing matching Jabot shirts. Because I, I, I won't make fun of, I'm not a pick on somebody you don't know, be mean to people unless it's friendly. Sure. You know, uh, but if I saw a high school kid and his mom wearing matching Jerbo shirts. Yeah. I, I think I'd burn their whole family to the ground with insults. Oh, well, it was uh, that time in my life where we were doing a great job of that all by ourselves. <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about burning that family down. We were too busy wearing, f sharing a fake Jerbo shirt. <laughs> we, we had it in spades over at my place. You didn't need to come up with anything. So my mom now, I mean, this is like, typical, right? She's been trying to save money her entire life. I, mm -hmm. I got a message from my sister. She said, why isn't mom answering her phone? And I said, uh -oh. I don't know. So I called my mom and went right to voicemail, called her again, right to voicemail. So I thought maybe the battery died after she did. So yeah, I, was, I was just going <laughs> to say, maybe, maybe the phone died uh, uh -huh. after it was separated from her body. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tear over there and the dogs are outside and I'm thinking like, fuck, she left the dogs outside and like, this is not great. So I run up to the front and she comes out and she starts screaming at the dogs because they're barking at me. And I can tell she is in a bad mood. And I go, hey, pretty excited about this social distancing stuff. And she goes, tried to get a new fucking phone plan and my fucking phone. And she started throwing half bombs <laughs> and I backed up to the sidewalk from her house. Cause I'm like, I want no part of this. When she throws F bombs, this is like a finding a carrot peeler situation when she destroyed mm -hmm. that room, mm -hmm. uh, the kitchen, of course, cause that's where the room is. But I went over there and I go, what's happening? And she goes, what? Tried to get the new fucking SIM card for my fucking phone. I go, you have for number one, please calm down and explain it without all that stuff. And so she goes, I try to get a SIM card and put it in this one. And I and I go, what do you like, going AT&T or Verizon? And she goes, no, I'm doing... And then she said something I've never heard of. That's her big thing, right? She'll, she will spend $1,000 to save $20. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Chad, I bought a Quantech mobile and I bought <laughs> about 8,000 Quan units uh, that it should last me the next six months. So uh, why the fuck isn't it here? Yeah, my mom is the kind of lady who will use a $2 coupon to buy something she doesn't need to save the $2. It's like, <laughs> you didn't even fucking need it. Don't buy any of it. You save all that money. Right? She, she's, the, she's a lady who, and I've teased her about this, she buys cheap shoes, or she used to, and then she'd need new ones 
again right away. It's like spend a hundred bucks on a pair of shoes and wear them for the rest of your life. Yeah, let them keep, man. Let yeah. them keep. So I go over there and she is just losing her shit. And then she goes, can I use your phone to make some calls? So I had to wipe it down. I gave it to her. And then I gave her the wrong passcode and went back a half hour later and watched her meltdown again. Game, set, match, Chad wins. <laughs> she was fucking steaming out of her ears. What is the fucking passcode? And I go, oh, that's right. I changed it. Oh, she was so hot. <laughs> She had that, she had that, uh, size zit beard face. She was so angry. <laughs> Dude, I, I went to, I'm still going to Whole Foods. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm getting my groceries. One of your favorite and, places. Dude. And I show up fucking geared up. I got my mask. I got my gloveys. Yep. I'm ready to get in and out and safe. And I was walking in and this old man is also walking in. And he looks at me and he goes, nice get up. Like he's fucking old. And I know that voice was old, but I need everybody to understand. I could have just walked at a normal pace and left him in the dust. Yep. So he goes, nice get up. And I, I was like, I thought he was just an, a lonely old man. Because by the way, he's in fucking shorts and a t-shirt and no protection. Old man, this thing will kill you if it gets near you. Fucking stay at your house, wear your mask. But... I assumed he was just lonely. Sure. So I go, hey, yeah, well, you know, we all got to do our part. And he goes, well, I'm not going to do my part if I have to look like that. And I was like, <laughs> just, I kind of like was like, what? And he goes, not going to catch me dressed up like some wussy. I fought in a war. And I was like, <laughs> and here's the thing. I just walked away from him. I did not feel like I'm so scared of all this because I am a wussy. But like, A, I tried tracking it back. He had to have been 80 years old. Sure. And I don't know what war, because World War II, there's no fucking way, right? Those guys nope. are like, right. those guys are 100, yep. right? So, but, so it had to have been the Korean War because he's too young. My dad was Vietnam War age. Okay. Like people in his generation, he, he had a draft number and stuff. And this guy was a good 10, 15 years older than my dad. But I, I don't understand that logic and it's weird i got in my car afterwards and i was like i genuinely was like you should have fucking burned that old stupid piece of shit to the ground isn't it maddening when you you're in a situation and you let it go but then you still can't afterwards and you're just like i can't it's it's been fucking almost a week it's been almost a calendar week and i'm still like what does fighting in a war have to do with taking proper health precautions you old fucking gerbert what the fuck are you talking about yeah i told the guy at the golf course who would not stop coming near me and whispering and i was like either six feet away from me or six feet away from everyone underground after i fucking murder you <laughs> i can't deal with it don't whisper in my ear, you punk. Chad, hey, could you bring one of your exposed hole near me so I could <laughs> soft so I could soft spit words into your space? Please, please bring the only entrance for the virus to get into your lungs closer to me <laughs> while I speak in a way that conjures up more phlegm. What a dildo. Dude, I I have a new entry into the quarantine MVP race. We talked about it oh. last week. I'm taking I'm taking notes on everybody in my neighborhood and whoever I decide is the fucking weirdest. 
I'm going to send him a gift after this is over and name him the quarantine MVP. I've also uh, designed a trophy online that they say <laughs> is going to ship in five to seven days. It's a doctor in a lab coat holding a beaker up in the air. Oh, that's amazing. They said five to seven days, but I don't know if you've tried to order anything lately. I assume I'll get it in late March of next year. I ordered a pontoon in February, and now they told me it's not going to be done till late July. And I said, fuck your mother, because I'm not doing that. July is the end of summer waste. here. Yeah, there's no need to get a... You went pontoon, huh? I went pontoon. Are you going to put a grill on the pontoon? I don't know what I'm going to... I'm not... No, because I'm not ever going to get it. Live podcast from the pontoon? I would 1 million percent do that. The moment that we find out, because Jen and I, by the way, we're going to go take the antibody test this week. There's a couple clinics near our house that offer the antibody test okay. to see if you've had it. The moment that size proven healthy, we can be in the same room together again. Sure. Absolutely. I can't wait. Well, good. Or the same floating room. Oh, listen, the, if I get a pontoon, we can do the podcast from the pontoon. Oh, that'd be really nice. My aunt, my great aunt has an old pontoon that you could come to our place and we could do it on that pontoon. But I can't guarantee you that pontoon will stay afloat through the entire episode. Well, then I don't want to do that. Well, it's kind of I think it's more of like a fun risk. You know, maybe we can narrate the adventure. Maybe maybe we could do a Cy learned it on there about the Titanic. <laughs> I don't mean to demean demean you when I say this. That might be the best idea you've had since we've started this show. (laughs) (laughs) A Titanic sigh learned it on a sinking pontoon. God, we get video of that. We'll get at least a thousand hits. Oh, let's put it on TikTok for the kiddos. Guys. Oh, man. By the way. uh, Oh, quarantine MVP. I was going to just keep moving. Quarantine MVP. Kitty corner from my house. There's a young couple with two young daughters. They're very nice. They borrowed me a tool that I didn't have when we first moved in. Haven't talked to them since. They probably no longer like me. But their daughters and the mother were out on the driveway. And the two daughters had like... It looked like they were like... Had some weird like rope toy. I was like, what the fuck is that? As I walked closer... They have pet rats. No. And they have they have leashes for their pet rats. And they were walking their pet rats around the driveway. Can I say two words to you? Is Rat it- war. <laughs> I I just thought you were gonna be like, gotta go. <laughs> No, never. Dude, I can't handle Greg. My brother Greg was a big, he was a, like, there's a certain sort of kid that wants fucking rodents, you know? And that was Greg. Greg was two sorts of animal kids. Like, as a little kid, he looked like he would love frogs, and he did. He was just this (laughs) fucking little gleepy, noodly, frog-loving, like, hey, look at him, they're jumping. Like, he was just definitely a frog boy. And then he graduated to, we had gerbils and shit like that. And dude, I, I dis- Greg and I shared a room, and I despise the gerbils because early on one of the gerbils escaped, and just got lost in our house. And honestly, I don't even know if we ever found it. I know it was just weeks of me sleeping, thinking I was going to wake up with a gerbil in or around me, <laughs> and then. <laughs> We went, so we would leave, you know, my parents were teachers and in the summertime they ran a resort uh, because they're hardworking folk. Sure. So we would leave on Friday, come back on Sunday. So you could, you could leave the gerbils, 
you know, yep. they're, they're going to be fine. Uh, we came home one Sunday and I was probably like 10, 11. And we walked in and the gerbil cage was like flooded with blood. Oh, like, what? dude, like ID discovery channel, blood splatter everywhere on the ground next to the wheel gerbil most of its head cut off to the to the point where i i just was like what happened if i was my parents i think they'd have been like well somebody's trying to send us a message this is the end of our life like it was gruesome turns out what happened is the hamster got running really fast this is the hypothesis either that or we just had a psycho spend a weekend at our house and my family just (laughs) never talked about it again the hypothesis was that the gerbil got running as fast as possible and then got distracted and wanted to get out of the wheel and chopped its own head off nearly. Oh, wow. So should we end the show? I didn't realize how tough that was going to be to say out loud to another no, human's face. No, I just think, uh, I think what kind of pet owners are you when your gerbil wants to kill itself? You guys must have been miserable pet owners. I have a hamster story and it is pretty gross as well. So okay. my sister had two hamsters and she had one of them on a feather pillow and made like a little bed for it. And then the other Ugh. one took off behind what was like, it looked like a grandfather clock. It was skinny and tall and heavy, but it was actually just like a place you could like an extra closet you could put things, but it wasn't attached to anything. So my sister thought the hamster ran behind this and she went over and tried to like see behind it. But as she did, she pushed it away from the wall and it tipped over like timber, like a tree. No. Hit the feather pillow on the other side, shot the hamster that was on the pillow up into the ceiling, dead. Oh, I know. Boy. That would have been like some jackass shit for MTV. Did its dead body just flop in front of your sister? Sure did. Fell right on the ground and didn't move, and it was crushed. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go towards people death and how I might kill them. Uh, Okay. I was at a four-way stop, and I was stopped, right? This person hadn't even come in yet. And then all of a sudden, rolls through the stop sign and starts to go, and I was like, fuck you. So I hit the gas super hard and veered and cut him off and then just stopped him in the middle of the intersection. And I rolled my window down and he's flipping me off. And I go, nah, man, just because we're in lockdown doesn't mean you get to be an asshole and roll through stop signs. Okay. Now I feel alive. This is the worst thing that could (laughs) have happened to a lot of people because now I feel alive. Do you understand why I became a pretend off-duty police officer? Of course. Absolutely. And I was cruising around town because I I said out loud to myself, let's see who else is being a fucking idiot. And so I went on the highway and I started driving around and just like pulling up next to people going, you're a horrible driver. What are you doing? And just telling them everything they did wrong. And I got home and that was maybe two hours I did that. It felt like two weeks of being able to go outside and talk to people again. It was amazing. It was so much fun. That's what I'm saying, dude. Last week when I went on, or two weeks ago when I went on that walk and just started shit-talking all our neighbors, yeah, yeah, it's just a release, man. It feels really good. I need to be able to tell other people why they're wrong so I feel like I'm right and I'm alive, and I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's um, 
there's something about it that really fires me up telling other people that they're wrong. I think that's my thing. I think I like it. You just so we're clear, we've done 50 some odd episodes of this show. You remember earlier when I was like, that's honestly the best you've ever helped the show. Uh, right now, this is honestly the dumbest thing. You th- just now, you're like, I think that's my thing. Yeah, it just came just to me today, just right now. No, 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 not just now. But when I was driving around, I thought <laughs> this is like this is me. <laughs> and you know what? Listen, quarantine <laughs> has changed a lot of things. Maybe I knew it at one time, but everything resets for quarantine. I think that the Guinness Book of World Records should reset. I think one jump on a jump rope should be the new fucking record because quarantine resets everything. Oh, I like that. A hard yep. reset. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's what I, that's what happened to me. I forgot that I used to like that because I've had to keep my shit together. I've had to read stupid fucking Facebook posts and I can't handle it, but I have to be nice because my kids are here and I don't want them to turn into me. So I've reset and then I got that one, that two hour period. And I'm like, oh, I am back. Daddy's back. I am Daddy back. Daddy is back. Felt Can so I good. Can I tell you my favorite part of quarantine so far has been our phone conversations that have nothing to do with this show, where every time you, it's, it's like your, your, because your schedule has been so hectic. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Right. For the last few years. You're a lot like a prisoner who's been in prison for like vehicular manslaughter or something for a decade. And every couple days, you realize one of your freedoms and have to tell (laughs) someone about it. Where you're like, dude, get this. Normally on Wednesdays, I have to eat on my way to the airport. But the last couple weeks on Wednesdays, I'm like, I can eat at my house. And I think that's great. And it's, I fucking love it so much. (laughs) It is interesting. Because we were just talking about this this morning where normally Tuesday I'll be in a conversation and I'll think, oh, shit, I have to go do a load of laundry so I can leave tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And there's the dust never really settles. But because of this, I'm home and it's settled. And I was telling you earlier, I have been having giggle fits like I'm on <laughs> mushrooms where I just realize how awesome it is to not have to like speed to the airport, park, run through the airport, get on a plane go somewhere, get up for 6 a.m. for radio where they go, well, tell us about this thing. Fuck you, right? (laughs) And it's awesome. And I just think that I'm here and I start to giggle and it's ridiculous. The, the, when I worked for SportsCenter for however long that was, the first year where I would fly out on Monday mornings and fly back on Thursdays every single week. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what my life was too. And that is what gave Jenna and I the confidence that we could be happily married to one another. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.